you have any questions before we get started? I don't think so. I'm ready. Okay. Awesome. It. Oh, I guess do you like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to swear as much. Anymore, oh, you can swear as much like, as you want. Okay. Yeah, swear as much as you want. <laughs> what your audience is. No, no, no we, we swear all the time. It's a, yeah, we're, we're a very blue podcast, so. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where diarrhea may come up. I'm your host, Dewey Casty, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. And with us today, we have a multi-hyphenate, which is very exciting. So uh, <laughs> please welcome musician, stylist, and production designer, Jamie Brackeen. How's it going, Jamie? Hello. Hey, I, I didn't mean to stress you out with how many Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's a lot to remember for me, too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually I just have to remember comedian, actor, writer are the, are the big three of our podcast. So this was a fun challenge for me. So There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you and I know each other from improv. We took an improv class at IO West R.I.P., um, we were level... one of the last classes. Was it yeah, level right? three? Um, we did level two together, and then my level three class was my last class. I don't know if you did level three or not, but I did level three too with um. Oh my gosh, now I'm blanking on the teacher's name. He is great. Um, oh Kukowski. Oh yeah, I had Kukowski too. Yeah, that's why I was like maybe. Yes, we had him at different times. Yeah, we must have, but it was like the final class. Yeah. Like my my class show is the last day that it was yeah. open, and yeah, damn. Yeah, Craig and I there. had the same jacket, and I thought it was very cool. Uh, I don't think he noticed, but <laughs> but you were like we're besties now. Yeah, 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 we're besties. Yeah. Do you still do improv? I haven't in a while. I was doing UCB and uh, IOS at the time, but I I stopped like I guess a little bit pre-pandemic, like if just slightly before that. What I jokingly tell people is that I was in therapy finally long enough that I <laughs> the validation of, of yeah. performing yeah. comedy. But yeah, I don't know. I think I got a little. It was like made me a little anxious to be. Like it, it's the kind of competitive zone it was in before the pandemic, but yeah. I I wonder if it's different now. I don't know. Sometimes I think about it, but I have like so many other things going on now. Yeah, I was gonna say you have quite so. a quite a few interests, hobbies, and jobs at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> invite me on to guest on your improv shows, people. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be good anymore, but uh, I mean, I would I would still do it. Yeah, I guess. Um, how is your dog doing today? By the way, is the is the diarrhea all better? Is... Yes, this is the yeah. Are you gonna? I don't know if you're, yeah, he had diarrhea all weekend, and um, it was exhausting. But we're yeah. good now. Yeah. Awesome. Because what was your dog's name again? I have two dogs, but the the diarrhea dog is Albie. Great. <laughs> like like on the White Lotus season two, Albie. But oh, I spelled oh, I thought it was like Albie is on like Albie. Yeah, no. Yeah. I I mean, actually, it's like I and I was want to say I, he's ten years old, so I named him Albie before it went yeah. mainstream. So I just need sure. to know that. But okay. um, and then the other one is Rio, and she is she Aww. is based off a song, sort of. It's like my, the concept of me getting another dog came to me while I was in New Mexico at the Rio Grande. But then it's like that Duran Duran song too, like. Her name is Rio, and she yeah. dances on. That's what I usually explain because people are like, "Rio's a boy's name," and I'm like, "Not for Duran Duran." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. I didn't even think of Rio as a name, so that's a. I know a Rio. There was a Rio who went to my high school. Really? Yeah, I think. I think. I feel good about it. Okay, my cool. sister was friends with somebody named Brillo, like the Brillo pad. 
and not Brio. It was like Brillo? after the after the Brillo pad. No, it was spelled like it was. It was literally called Brillo. It wasn't named after the Brillo pad. <laughs> it was just the name. So I don't know if it was like short for like Cabrillo. Parents are really into scouring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a younger brother named Magic Eraser. It's a it's a fun family. <laughs> and then uh they call their father Scrub Daddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They love to stick their spoons in a smile. Did you ever have one of those? A Scrub Daddy? Not the the, the smiley face creepy one okay. that I have like a version <laughs> of Scrub Daddy where it's more of a print on the, okay. on the scouring sponge. Yeah. I, I had the scrub. It was fun to put the little spoon in his mouth because that is I. They got it right. That is the perfect shape for cleaning a spoon. It's a. When did you have a it. scrub daddy? That you're talking about it like this? Um, before I before I knew you, it was at my my family's home. Oh. So, so before it was yeah. like popular. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, you get the sponge hot, it cleans soft. You get it cold, it cleans hard. You put things in his eyes and mouth. Yeah, so it probably gave me some sort of weird cancer by using it, but uh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> when I want to scrub something, when I'm really going to town scrubbing something, I want the hot water to to like melt it off while I'm scrubbing. So that feels counterintuitive. Well, I think it's, I think they're kind of beholden to chemistry. I think that might be. <laughs> I don't think that, it might be hard to engineer something that gets harder when it gets hot. Maybe I don't know. Sure, but then that's why I, we have the double sided one. Okay, <laughs> I. But yeah, it might be hard to engineer. Yeah. But I guess that's, that's how baking funny. works. So that's I don't how, know. I was, that's how people work. I was going to say, I was like, we got to make this joke, right? Like, <laughs> yes. it, uh, it gets harder as it gets hotter. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like an erection. Yeah. That's like exactly it. Yeah. So, Jamie, you are from Wisconsin, the land of the Milwaukee Brewers, who I hate. Um, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Cause, so when did you come out to L.A.? I have been in L.A. now. I think it's about eight and a half years. Oh, wow. Wow. So, yeah, I've been. I know. I'm like basically a local i think it's like 10 years you're you're technically a local but i feel i can i can get around the east side of like east yeah. of la and without a google maps most of the time now oh so wow i use it for like a most efficient route but i can like find my yeah. home so i feel very accomplished uh, that is yeah. huge yeah. yeah thank you thank you so yeah i was here uh yeah otherwise i was in wisconsin for like 22 years i grew up there I was born in Nashville, though, so I have, like, family in Tennessee. Whoa, Music City. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And then, um, but grew up in Wisconsin, and then I was in North Carolina for a year, which is where I got Albie, my dog, though. Uh, And then I was in San Francisco for about six months before I moved down here, so. Okay, so if if Albie could talk, he'd have a southern accent, is what you're saying. He's a Carolina boy, yeah. Wow. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's always complaining about how he can't find good barbecue here. Oh, God, the barbecue. Terrible. (laughs) comparatively speaking but we talk about how birds like to migrate for the winter and whatnot what led to your migration to la were you here for a career were you uh did you want to act write music what was the uh, dealio so my the cities i spent time in before here are relevant Mm -hmm. because i was like so depressed in all of them and (laughs) i was really trying to figure out my degrees in journalism uh, and I was working in, I was working in news when I lived in North Carolina, but I, I was in Wilmington, North Carolina and I was just like miserable and it was like such a hard job. I was producing at their local station there and so stressful with like no money and I was just not happy. And then I moved to, I moved to San Francisco first and it was just doing social media for a tech blog there. Like kind of like it was a fellowship, which is basically like 
I was paid, but like garbage money. Um, and also still struggling there. And I started taking improv at a place there in San Francisco. And yeah. it was like, why are you laughing at me? Just <laughs> because so many, so many careers end with the sentence. And I started taking improv. And then I, I started, started doing improv. improv. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. It's like so many lawyers and scientists, like they take a one improv class and their life is over. <laughs> I, honestly, and that makes sense though, because you're like, oh right, I forgot. I don't. I can still like have fun and do yeah. things that are yeah. enjoyable for me. And then, I mean, there is something to be said about then trying to um, the capitalism brain of like, I enjoy this, and now I need to monetize it. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, but I, I was just like, this is honestly like where I was at in my life then. I was like, this is the only thing I'm having fun with and Aww. enjoying, and so. I was like, I'm going to go just like give it a shot and see what happens. And I yeah. had another friend in L.A. and he I like went came down to visit and he showed me around and I had a great time. And I was like, OK, you know what? I'm going to. And it's so funny because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. for two years to pursue <laughs> like to do like improv and pursue like comedy writing. Yeah. And we'll see if I don't make it, then I'll get a real job again and like a real real job in quotes because I don't believe in that now. But like yeah. <laughs> um, and then if I don't make it, then I'll just, you know, go back to the mainstream workforce. And it's like lol two months or two years yeah. <laughs> like what can you even accomplish in that amount of time so yeah, yeah. so uh, initially moved here i guess to do comedy to find happiness kind of some, somewhere in between those things and i did do stand-up for the first couple of years i was here and then i was in the improv scene for like four years and um yeah it's a good time but i don't know that's when i learned that you can make a lot more money waiting tables and <laughs> other things than yeah. doing some dumb social media job yeah, so, and now yeah. I do many, th- and it's like been quite the evolution since then of, of sure. what I'm doing. But yeah, that's what brought me here. Hell yeah! So yeah. between all those various cities, all the all those different locales, what is your history, if any, with birds and or birding? Uh okay. So my I did have a pet bird when I was younger. I had a parakeet. Actually, I had two parakeets at one point. So when I was, I think it was like six, I got a parakeet. We thought it was a girl at first, so I had named her Jasmine, and then we found out it was Aww. a boy, so we switched it to Jazz. And it was just, <laughs> he was a giant parakeet named Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, at that point, I was very young, but I did, I, he was blue, and Ooh. yeah, it's cute. And then a neighbor was getting rid of their parakeet. Parakeets were like a big thing in the Midwest, apparently, in the 90s. I don't know. I was going to say, I didn't know that many people who owned birds, like, and I, I thought, but everybody that we've had on this podcast for the most part is like, oh, yeah, I owned a bird growing up. It's like, I didn't know this was such a big thing. A lot of people had birds. Yeah. Yeah. You. Do, I don't know. I think it was different, too, when we were younger. There was a lot less thought around it. It's like <laughs> I, yeah. obvi- I have different feelings about owning birds now, depending on, like, how you do it. Um, but a neighbor got rid of, was getting rid of their parakeet, too, because they're moving or something. So we ended up taking her and her name was Chipper. And so then I don't remember when Jazz... It's like, that also should have been a boy's name. <laughs> honestly, genderless, I don't know. They, like, who... I, I honestly... It's it's hard to know, really. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, well, I guess it's not for you. And I'm learning. But at the time, it was sort of like... It didn't impact. It's not like I could do anything yeah, with yeah. them. Speci- Gender-specific anyway. But, yeah, you um, want to breed all these birds. <laughs> yeah, so I had, I had two parakeets at one point growing up. And then I did have a an experience at the Milwaukee Zoo when I was like a teenager or something where I was bit by a goose and a flamingo on the same day trying to feed them pizza. So what? <laughs> so I have beef with some, some okay, birds. When you said feeding, I thought it was going to be like a petting zoo situation. Then you said pizza, which sounds like the zoo did not sanction this. Well, okay. They, it was like sort of 
it was the the little like food area was right next mm-hmm. to where the flamingos and geese were kind of being bad idea i right which is like that's on them a little yeah. bit but so people were feeding them things so i just had like a crust of like a pizza okay and I, I was like slowly getting them to come closer and closer and they like you know kind of like a breadcrumb trail and then finally as they were close enough i had it in my hand for them to take and then they would look at me and then they bit me so that i would drop it and Uh. grabbed it and ran away and that happened with a flamingo and a goose that is so funny that they went into like instinct to like make you you were a threat who had food so they were going to get rid of your food instead of realizing that you were trying to give it to them that's so funny yeah it was like i had been feeding them and feeding them and then they were just too it was like not worth a the risk they were like yeah. i don't trust you i don't trust you i'm gonna bite you and i'm gonna take the food and run away so you like that little yeah. girl in the second jurassic park movie at the beginning do you guys remember Did that scene? Die? I don't remember. Did I she didn't okay. see that. There's a little girl it. trying to feed tiny little dinosaurs, and then there's mm. a bunch of them, and then they all eat her. Um, like, so. yeah. They, they kill a kid in that movie? There's like, yeah, there's like, at the beginning of the second one, because the, the idea is that the dinosaurs are getting out. So there's these people vacationing at another island, and they get to mm. that island, and she's like, like, she feeds like one little lizard, and she's like, oh, this it's is great. And then like cute. three more come by, and she's like, oh. I don't have enough food for all of you. Then, like fucking fifty come by, then they eat her. Then her they parents swarm come by. Her. It just yeah, seems her parents like see your corpse. it seems very dark. For oh. movies, usually stay away from killing kids and dogs. Well, they don't. Well, Jurassic that movie does both. The dog dies later in that movie, so it's really because <gasps> the dog gets it, the the no, the T uh, okay. Rex gets it out in San Diego, I think. So. Uh, Wow, yeah, I do fun. not remember the second Jurassic Park installment. Although I do remember that lizard moment, like sort of. Yeah. So. Well, I think I saw that scene more than the. I think I just saw that scene a lot. I think because when you're a kid, sometimes it's hard to finish movies. So I think I just saw the beginning a lot more than the end. Uh, wait, so that was the Milwaukee Zoo that happened to you, or? Yes, that was Milwaukee nice. Zoo. Great. Yeah, while I, I think I was in town for a Brewer game. Oh. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan, so that's uh, that's why I don't like the Brewers, but. Uh, I have um, no real allegiance with baseball. I think I'm just a Dodgers <laughs> fan now. It's like my Yeah, life. that's usually what happens to people. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing to pretend to participate in for me. So <laughs> yeah. well, you get the hot dogs, it's a fun vibe. Yeah. Dodger dog and a big expensive cool. mango cart, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's the <laughs> yeah. mango cart for thirty five dollars. It'll be great. Love it. Why not why have a whole pack when you could have just one? Yeah. <laughs> um Milwaukee does not seem like a fun place for flamingos. That's <laughs> No, I don't think there should be a lot of animals in Wisconsin that are there. Yeah. Yeah, no. Weird spot. Yeah. Well, we went on a birding trip today. So, Jess, could you do us a favor and read off the list of birds that we saw today? Sure. Uh, we saw turkey vulture, great blue herons, great egrets, uh, black neck stilts, black crown night heron, belted kingfisher, mallard, cormorants, uh, pigeon spotted sandpiper, black phoebes, killdeer, and uh snowy egrets oh yeah also jamie is your neighbor like playing music yeah i was just gonna say i'm gonna close my window real quick okay if it gets too hot something i can probably edit and post but uh, no it's fine no no no, i'll close it hold on sorry about that yeah someone's having a fun little saturday afternoon outside Uh, and wants everyone to participate and honestly good on them It's, it's saturday baby even though it's like 10 degrees in la right now yeah. What? Absolutely. It's cold. Out. You're wearing a fucking sweater. I'm loving this though. Like, I mean, I feel in tune with the seasons. I was, I was ready for summer when it happened, and now I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, fall is here, and it's time. Totally. Yeah. I, 
as a clothing person, layers are just like much more oh. <laughs> exciting to wear. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't think about how climate change impacts the clothing industry. You guys, uh, you're losing out. Yeah, you mean the leading contributors to uh, no, excess waste no, and climate good. change? Yeah, poor poor fashion industry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this is like completely their fault is happening. But yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me. This is why I sell vintage, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing secondhand. Close the loop. Yeah. Uh, Jess, I hate to ask, but since we did have a break and I kind of forgot, could you do the bird list again? <laughs> what? Could you read From the bird just list now? again? Yeah, well, because we took a break. I got, I got, I got thrown off. Uh, okay, turkey vulture, great blue. Ha- are you gonna keep this part in? Or are you gonna cut it? I'll probably cut it, it, but if it's interesting, I'll keep it in. We'll see. It's, it's up to you. It do remains an accent. to be seen. Do with a fun voice. Yeah, do with a silly voice. Maybe <laughs> I don't a think I voice? can. My my voice as is is already like really touch and go. Do Harvey Firestein. I don't know who that is. He naturally has like a raspy voice, so okay. it's. Uh, Who is that? I'm just gonna go for it. Do you ever, you, have you seen Vulture? Mulan or the bird? Or uh, have you seen Mulan or Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. Yes, I've seen. In both. Mulan, he's the angry guy, and in Mrs. Doubtfire, he is Robin Williams' brother, who like does his makeup. Angry guy. Yeah. I don't remember either of these. He talks guys. like this. That could be anyone. I'm Harvey. He's in. He's in. Uh, in Independence. He's, he's the boss in Independence Day at the. The journalism place. Me. No, but in Mulan, oh. he's the angry one. The short one? He's like the short guy, yeah. Okay, so that one. I'm king of the rock. He's that guy. He's the one who... Oh, but that's also not helpful because it's animated, so I don't yeah. know what he looks like. But he's the <laughs> yeah, one... Yeah, but you in... know his voice, though. So in, yeah, it's okay, in though. Mrs. Doubtfire, he's one of the guys doing the makeover. Yes, he's he's the brother. I okay. think I know who it is. Yeah, he goes, because you the... look like aunt whatever. I can't remember. I think he says oh. you look just like mom, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fun. Harvey okay, Firestone? here's your list again. Steen. Fierce Harvey Firestone, Firestone is oh, the tire. Oh, I know tire exact. Guy. Yeah, that's who also popped up. Wait a second. This picture's from the 1800s. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I see who it is. I know who he is now. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Love him. Yeah, we love him. So anyway, Jess, if you could do in a Harvey Firestone voice, or Firestein voice. <laughs> I can't. Um, okay. Sorry. See, now we have to keep I, it in. I want to I wanna yes and you, but my voice is... I'm just going to cough my way through it if I try anything. Okay, so you're going to be doing it as a sickly Victorian child. So yeah. Gonna... Of the Firestone area. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey vulture, great blue heron, great egret, snowy egret, black neck still. You have the list. Are you kidding me? I do have I, So after I asked you to read it again, I realized that I do have the list. And so I am looking at the list right now. So <laughs> okay, guess... I'm not reading it then. I was just saying, in case Jamie oh maybe God. forgot some, and I wanted them to, I don't know. It's a... okay. I'll remember them as you go, to be honest. Okay. I am Great. a visual learner, so saying them out loud is, I might as well not be saying them at all. I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, this is a well-run podcast. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, any of those guys stand out to you that we saw that you really want to talk about? <laughs> And if you don't remember their names, you can just go off the looks, and I'll, I'll tell you the name. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll describe them. I mean, I obviously remember the. I think, I think this is relevant because of the Jurassic Park discussion. And I know you say that everyone says this is their favorite bird, but the, the pink black legged. Yeah. Yeah. The black neck stilt. Wait, um, no. Why is that relevant? Because of Jurassic Park. Because, and this is exactly what I was thinking about when you were telling me about them. Is 
was actually weirdly, I think, that scene. is You were said that they, when a heron starts, like, getting into their territory, yeah. they all, because they're all so small, like, they couldn't take it by themselves, but they all gang up on it at some point. Yes, I did say like hiking. that scene, so that might be what you're thinking of that. Did you know that was my idea, Dewey? I think I had that thought. Okay, that's good. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> the way that my mind gives me credit for things, <laughs> I, I'm not in control of it. And yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking, yeah, like, that's, that's I guess, that's interesting to me. And I think yeah. it's relevant in terms of, um, you know, it's a very union strong kind of vibe. Right yeah, there. We, we talk it's about like that the a little, lot. The little guy's ganging up on this big bird. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so for the listeners, we've talked about this a little bit, but what we're talking about is popcorning. So species will do this thing called mobbing, and mobbing is essentially small species will get into big groups to take on large predators that they couldn't otherwise take on. And a specialized form of mobbing that um, blackneck stilts do is called popcorning, because rather than come at them all at once, they'll come one after the other in a quick, rapid succession, making loud, like, their, like, alarm calls, just to, like, annoy and disrupt the bird so much that it eventually just flies off and leaves. Um, and we were saying we were talking about that because for some reason there were a shit ton of great blue herons out there today. There were like six or seven, maybe ten. It was crazy. I normally see like two or three, but it was lousy with herons today. But yeah, the stilts are very cute. What do you typically think about the stilts, Jess? I just always think they're cute. They're yeah, always just doing their little thing. They really they love to eat. They're always just out there looking for invertebrates and algae and whatnot. They're uh, little hungry guys. Sure are loud. But yeah, they're loud guys. They they are loud. Yeah, so they. <laughs> They're very um, cautious of predators, so they make alarm calls at the slightest drop of a hat. They really do like to chirp about and whatnot. I was going to say, they sound really anxious, which I can also <laughs> relate to. It's great. They are really anxious. <laughs> They're like a uh, piglet, uh, in a way. Uh, that's a reference to Jess when you were a kid. Thanks. Do you Thanks remember? That. Do I remember telling that story yesterday? Last week? Whatever. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a sleepy <laughs> podcast. We're going to fuck. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to uh, fuck. We're going to make mistakes. No, we're going to fuck up. Oh, my God. That's not make what a t-shirt I... that says fuck and make mistakes. Actually, I want to get that tattooed on me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, inspirational quote. <laughs> and like a nice gothic script. It's like fuck and make mistakes. Like right on. I have a bicep open. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, the black mix stilts, they're very fun. So these guys are considered semi-colonial. So like colony birds, like birds that form like gigantic flocks and like all nest together and stuff. And these guys are considered semi-colonial because the nests are like very rarely on their own. They're always like in like big colonies, but or sorry, they're always in colonies, but the colonies typically are smaller than other like bird species. So like typically a colony would be like a hundred birds, but like for these guys, it's usually closer to like a couple, like maybe two or three dozen. So that's sort of why they are semi-colonial in that they do nest in large groups, just not as large as other birds typically do. Uh, were there any others that stood out to you, Jamie? I did think that the... Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to decide. One was like cuter, but one is more interesting. Well, here's so... the thing. We can talk about them both. I can cut okay. out anything. Yeah. Okay, great. I think I think the white <laughs> egrets... The white egrets were really beautiful. Oh, yeah, the great really... egrets, yeah. The great, great egrets that yeah. are white. Yes, they are white. <laughs> so, yeah. it, nobody, who cares? They should be called yeah. white egrets. Uh, yeah, because we get non-white but... egrets here too. So. Oh really? There you go. Not in LA, but in North America. Yeah. So, what you like about the great egrets? I just think they're very elegant looking. They're such, and it was like there's such a stark contrast to the rest of the vegetation around. So. They, yeah, they're my favorite bird to photograph at the river just because that white always looks so beautiful, like you said, with that contrast with both like the green shrubbery, but also like the dark water, like on certain days and stuff. 
So that's always really fun. It almost always looks like they're in some sort of ballet with like the way that they move about and they have this big billowing like giant feathers. So I just think they're always really beautiful to shoot, even though they are built kind of weird. So sometimes they will just look really like, as I said on the the, the trail, very Ichabod Crane ass, just very like <laughs> awkward and gawky and whatnot. But for the most part, they are beautiful birds. Jess, what do you like about, or what do you think about great egrets? They're very like regal. Kind yeah. Of, kind of, you know, sophisticated. No, totally. We talked about these guys, so they're not in the breeding season yet, but when they get in the breeding season, they get even more sort of beautiful and regal and sophisticated because they get, sorry, they get breeding plumage. So basically they get even bigger feathers. Actually, let me show you, Jamie, so you can see what it looks like. They get like these additional feathers that um, are useful for attracting mates. Let me share my screen. I love to share a screen. That's part of this Let's podcast. So these right here are sort of... Uh, Ooh. It gets like these beautiful, like big feathers, almost like tiny white flamingo feathers. This one, he's lit. This guy is posing. He is on display. Wow. He's really almost like flash dance. <laughs> he's really going for it. That, is, that looks straight up like someone threw a bucket of water on him. And yeah, he's, right. Like, bathing in it, <laughs> like in the middle of a dance. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> but you can sort of see this beautiful plumage that they get around them for attracting huh. mates and stuff. And that will happen here? Mm hmm. Wow. Happens everywhere, baby. That's crazy. So, but we see it more during the breeding season, which I think is closer to the winter. Let me find out when they actually So it's breed. coming up then. That's It good. should be it's coming kind of up, yeah. I want to witness this. Look at these freaks, yeah. I've seen it a little bit here, not a ton, but... So they breed mid-April. So I guess not the winter time. I was very wrong. Uh, so look out for different. this. <laughs> yeah, so look out for this mid-April, which is just after winter time, uh, to sort of see that breeding spring. plumage. Yeah, spring. Yeah. Yeah, spring has sprung. But yeah, it's very beautiful to go on the river to see these guys flying because they'll go pretty fucking high too. So you see them soaring above the sky. Um, what do you think about seeing that turkey vulture? Because you're saying you see those in Wisconsin, right? That was the other one I was going to say is that, that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them before, but not, I don't know. I feel like I've always seen them more in groups. Sure. Um, one. So that was like a lone, alone one that I was interesting. But I, I guess I thought what you said about why they're bald was like... I'll let you explain it, but I, I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah, no, basically, it's just, a, it's a, it's evolution, so it makes more sense for them to be bald, because these guys really dig into carcasses, they'll really go in and get after that meat, and uh, that means that they have a lot of chances for rotting flesh and other germs to sort of stick to their bodies, so by being bald, they're able to get into that flesh a lot easier, and that stuff will just slide off, and they won't get as sick. They don't have to worry too much about getting sick, though, because they do have a lot of resistance to, like, a lot of common viruses and bacteria that other birds don't. So they actually, we've talked about this before on the episode where I got yelled at a bunch, uh, episode 15, The Roast of Dewey Cassidy, uh, with Kat and Janet and Celeste. We've talked about how they actually perform, a, or they fill a very, yeah, they perform a very important role in their their habitat where they will clean diseased carcasses away. Like they'll eat diseased carcasses and that way the diseases that they carry are just gone because the birds aren't carriers. They're not impacted by it at all. So they just eat them, they're gone. And then that way no other animal will walk up and eat it and get sick, which is pretty cool. That's a very important... I, I, not, I don't want to see turkey vultures subjected to any kind of prodding, but I feel like we should be studying them, right? Like, yeah. That seems important. Yeah, no, same shit we do with like uh, horseshoe crabs, which don't get sick. They have they have immune systems. They they handle diseases, but they don't get sick while they're doing it, which is crazy. Their blue blood is very powerful. So, Jamie, if you were a turkey vulture, how would you guess that you find your prey? Your not prey, but you know the carry on that it eats. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What sense do you think it uses? Hmm. I mean, the only other than just flying around and looking for stuff, laying still, I think it. I would have to say scent. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That's how they find carcasses. So they find them by their scent, which is actually very helpful because if they're flying around, like you said, they might miss stuff that's hidden under trees and shit. But if they Mm -hmm. are smelling, then they can find stuff that other birds aren't able to find because they can sort of use that scent to go in past the trees, see the stuff they would have missed otherwise. So yeah. Cool. I I wasn't sure if birds, so I've heard like miss, I've heard different things about birds and their ability to smell. Yeah. Is that, do all birds have a, a scent like that's a good question. I don't know specifically, but I would guess that they all have varying degrees, sort of like all animals do. And I imagine some are better than others at smelling. But Because uh... I was looking it up in terms of like, I, I found this baby bird once and then I was like trying to see if I was allowed to pick it up or if it would make yeah. its mom not. But apparently you can just pick them up is what I Yeah, imagine. a lot of that stuff about the mom abandoning the nest is typically false. But there are, like, if you pester a nest a while, a mom like might abandon it. But if you pick up a baby chick, it usually doesn't mean the mom will abandon it, so... Yeah, I put it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was the right thing to do. The nest was in a street sign. It was in like a... What kind of bird is it? Do you remember? I think it was one of the ones I asked you about, like the brown, the little brown ones. Oh, like okay. A, yeah. house, a house sparrow or something. House sparrow, yeah. House, yeah. Um, There's just a little little one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I had to get a, a firefighter, came and brought a ladder. <laughs> so I could put oh my it back God. in the sign. It was across the street from a fire station. Yeah. So... And the first person I went to ask said no, and then some other guy came out with a ladder right away who was, like, on his lunch break, and he's like, Aww. I'll help you. Yeah, it's so, so fun, the night and day between firefighters and cops in terms of... Literally, I know. I think about this all the time. I'm like, in terms of who deserves our tax dollars, yeah. it's firefighters, the postal service, and librarians, and, yeah. like, everyone else can just suck an egg, like... Yeah, <laughs> kiss our ass. Yeah. Vultures are also bald in other parts of the world. Um, not all vultures. There's like black vultures that have feathers on their head, but there are also bald vultures in other parts of the world. But they're not super related to the vultures here. They evolved through what is called convergent evolution, where they both, despite not coming from the same ancestor, they both had similar environmental pressures and therefore both adapted in the same way. So they both independently adapted to be bald just because that's beneficial for eating carcasses, which I think is pretty dang cool. So that's like nature has decided that is the... Yeah. best way to do that <laughs> it's like how things keep evolving into crabs and moles there's a bunch of crabs that are not closely related there's a bunch of moles that are not closely related they all just look and are built the same because that is just very like evolutionarily advantageous to like be a creature with a giant living skeleton or like or, you know exoskeleton or like a creature who like lives underground and like doesn't get attacked by predators so because of that different species keep evolving in either crabs or moles so maybe in the future we'll either be crab people or mole people. Do you think men are evolving to be are balding for the same reason? <laughs> yeah. yeah, men are balding so that we can stick our heads into carcasses. I think, That's <laughs> I think maybe God is trying to be like, hey, like hint drop hints, but really subtly. <laughs> That that's what's next. Oh man, you think like you think because of when the sun flares take us all, or most of most of us, and then yeah. what's yeah. left is just a bunch of yeah. Maybe we're gonna okay. lose our our thumbs. I don't know. Wait, why would we lose our thumbs? Well, why I'm would you confused. stick your head into a carcass if you have like opposable thumbs? Hands. Okay, yeah. there we go. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Okay. We're gonna lose our thumbs because God wants us to stop tweeting, <laughs> <am I> right? <laughs> maybe. Hey. <laughs> maybe. Or they're going to evolve. Well, actually, that's my pinky, isn't it? I was going to say my pinky's going to evolve to be like this because I hold my phone like this. Um, so we talked about how birds cool off today. We talked a little bit about gular fluttering when we were looking at the, the great blue heron. So 
turkey vultures have a fun way to cool themselves off, which maybe maybe one of you has done on a hot summer day to stay cool, which is they will piss all over their legs. <laughs> you know, I have not tried that yet. Okay, interesting. Oh, it works. But that's good to, yeah. good to have as a backup plan yeah. if the AC breaks down. Because <laughs> do you know how sweat cools you off? Do you know how that works? No. So you don't get cool from the sweat itself. You get cool from the sweat evaporating off your body. So that chemical reaction produces a cooling effect on you, which is why when you're humid, it is so much worse because your body can't evaporate that sweat off of you. Mm. So in the same way that like you think hot piss should not be able to cool off a bird, it's cooled off when the piss evaporates. And like that evaporation is what cools off the bird. So a lot of birds do this. Okay, so not to question the perfection of nature, but like why not just take a dip in the water? And then you, there's not always try. water, but there's always piss. And I think that's uh, <laughs> that's what we take away from this. Just like it feels like one of those things where it, like it doesn't have to be pee. But, <laughs> but well, some like, of them do defecate on themselves. So it is not always pee. You're right. Some of them vomit on themselves. The vomit thing you said was like a different uh, traditionally so, more for protection, right? Yes. And vultures actually do this, too. So, yeah. So they'll, we, I was just talking about the juveniles, the black crown night herons will do that. So turkey vultures, too, will vomit um, to, you know, get predators away from them. They'll, like, as a defense mechanism, which is fun. That's part of why our friend Kat, shout out Kat Kim, who's probably listening, uh, loves them so much. Because of the vomit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, any other thoughts on um, turkey vultures? I I have a newfound respect for them, I think. For me, it's like they're out here doing the dirty work for everybody. Yeah. And they're bald, so... Y'all, maybe maybe start showing a little more love to the baldies. These are, yeah. <laughs> these are bald kings. Where they come for you. They're protecting you. Bald, yeah. the, bald, the bald kings. As long as they're not, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I support. I know what you mean. Yeah. I'll end on support your bald kings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sorry, I had a burp. Um, so <laughs> the next one I wanted to discuss. What? Disgusting. Oh, my. Have you guys... Did you guys see no, that vine? By the way, I think it, I think, or that, uh, that old. I think it was a vine. It's reached its like ten year anniversary now. It's the, uh, the little Scottish girl who's about to sing a song by Cher Lloyd. <laughs> Have you seen this one? No, I've, I'm maybe. I mean, okay, hold on. I'm vine. Gonna... I'm like maybe I did see it like nine years ago. <laughs> I finally uh... found a vine that I've been looking for for since I saw it the first time on Vine. <laughs> I finally found it. And I sent it to my sister. Which one was it? It's um, it wasn't like popular, so it was really hard to find. It wasn't like any any compilations. I can send it to you. It's guy in the back of Jesus's teachings, and it's he goes, I can't hear anything. <laughs> That's smart. They brought lawn chairs. You're the son of God. You gotta speak up. Am I right? And McKenna and I quote it all the time, but um, we haven't been able to find it, and I finally found it. Oh. Uh, anyway, here's the video I'm talking about. We're gonna watch it because. This is my podcast, and you can't stop me. Damn. Uh, I'm going to send Sherlock. Sherlock. The little girl's eyes are I, like bugging. Right. <laughs> and don't forget all the trouble we got into. Why does somebody not know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? What do you mean? Well, it was fucking one of yours. Disgusting. That is real, and I don't know who uploaded it, because the girl seems very embarrassed. like, the shame in her face was just, like, it was obviously her. (laughs) It was one of us. It was fucking one. I love that video. Disgusting. 
<laughs> Sorry to make you watch that, but I think about it every day. Oh, that's the funny. way she says disgusting is very fun. You're disgusting. Yeah, anyway, disgusting. back to the birds, as we say a lot we're in this about, podcast. We're talking about poop a lot today. Yeah, we really are. It's very scatological. Uh, but that comes up. So anyway, so the next bird I want to talk about is the belted kingfisher. So you remember seeing that belted kingfisher, Jamie, or uh, little wood, woody woodpecker-ass friend? Yeah, it's the yeah. mohawk. What do you think about the uh, belted kingfisher? It was really pretty. You said it was a, that one was a she because of the yes. coloring, right? Okay. Yeah, so we talk um, about, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I just thought it was really, she's very beautiful. I think it's interesting. I just, I love like the visual. It's, it's interesting to me, not to be like, because I'm in fashion now, but like, <laughs> you see like some of the inspirations. I don't know. Yeah. I do, I do see a lot of that stuff, like the different, like very like shapes and textures of it all. It's like, sure. we're just, everything is just derivative of nature. And <laughs> you forget to like go back to the source sometimes. So it's no, cool. I, I, She's really I pretty. Helpful. I will say, I do love that color palette. I love the, the rusty brown with that blue and the white to balance it all out. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so for the listeners, the belted kingfisher, it's, as if many of you know, tied for my favorite bird with the brown pelican and the tree swallow. Um, so the belted kingfisher, for those of you who don't know, they got a big ass head. So they got a big head, a pointy beak, and then like a m- mohawk. And then so they're mostly blue. They're like almost all blue on their head, all the way da- back through their tail. But then on their chest, they have like either a full white belly if they're a male or if they're a female, they have a full white belly with a sort of rusty armpit that goes sort of into their abdomen a little bit. And so what's cool about the reason I'm describing their colors to you guys is one, so you get a visual picture and two, we talk about sexual dimorphism a lot in birds. Jamie, do you know what sexual dimorphism is? I'm going to guess it's um, just distinguishing the difference between the sexes and the birds. Yeah, essentially. So sexual dimorphism is when the two sexes are wildly different in appearance. So a lot of times in birds, it is either size or like coloring. Um, and usually it is the males that are perceived as quote unquote more beautiful than the females. But in this bird, in this um, bird, it's actually flipped. Not only do the females have that rusty color, but the blue on them is almost a little bit more vibrant. So they do have sort of the more beautiful appearance, which is actually backward for birds, which I think is pretty dang cool. We love a role reversal. Yeah. And what's even more interesting is this is not only unique to, or not neat, but it's not only very rare for birds. It's also very rare for kingfishers. Like there's like a hundred different species of kingfishers and in almost all of them, the sexes look basically alike. Um, some of them, when they don't look like the male is the one that's more colorful, but this is the one, the one where the female is actually more brightly colored and like has that little rust, which I think is very cool. We talked about turkey vultures and how they are immune to a lot of diseases. And the reason they have that immunity is because they have crazy stomach acid. So their stomach acid is like incredibly acidic, way more acidic than ours. So they're able to eat these and then the acid just destroys the viruses on contact. And so in a similar fashion, not with specifically viruses and stuff, but belted kingfishes also have incredibly acidic stomachs as babies so their stomach as a child is very different than stomach as an adult sort of like how people become lactose intolerant like 14 or 15 sometimes but so with these guys they have acidic stomachs as babies that help them digest like various bones fish scales other stuff that normally their bodies would not be able to digest um as babies they just goes right through them which is great but as adults they can't digest that stuff anymore so they have to spit it up as pellets so similar to owls or grebes, these guys will um, spit out little pellets of like bone and scales and stuff, which is helpful for scientists who, think, who can then study that shit. So I think it's kind of cool the way that their stomachs change over time. It's cool that they adapt to it, unlike humans who just continue to try to eat uh, <laughs> dairy, even though it's not, it's hurting them. Yeah, or just shove a bunch of lactate down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those people for a bit. 
Well, it's fun. Like you have to like make that value proposition. They, my favorite podcast, What a Time to Be Alive, talks about this. Sometimes diarrhea is worth it. Sometimes yeah. like a food is so good that it doesn't matter what it does to you. <laughs> so like, we'll deal with the consequences later. But right now, I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah, this is a future. This is a future Dewey problem. This is not yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked about the way that they hunt earlier. So these guys are perch hunters. So all birds have various ways they've adapted to hunt. But these guys are perch hunters, which means they like to sit on a perch, typically a branch, but sometimes they'll do like wire, sometimes they'll do like a phone, like a, like a phone, the, the wooden thing that phone lines come a out of. telephone pole. Telephone pole. Thank you. Again, <laughs> this is a sleepy episode. None of us slept last night. Uh, so they'll hang on stuff like that. And so what they'll do is they'll hang out on a perch until they spot a fish or like a little crawdad or something or some sort of mollusk in the water then they'll dive in eyes closed by the way they'll dive in with their eyes closed so they'll rely on that snapshot they got from the moment they took off they'll dive in eyes closed i guess to the waters and get their eyes maybe grab the fish and then fly up seagulls will do this a lot too before they eat the fish to make sure it's dead they'll smack it against the wood a couple times like to make sure it's really gone then they'll swallow it head first so because that's the way they hunt the way that they survive they don't live around murky water typically they typically seek out sources where they have clear water so they can get a good view of those fish and shit, which I think is pretty interesting. Hmm. These guys have very specific needs when it comes to where they sort of nest and have their range um, because not only do they need that clear water, they also need a place that has plenty of sandy banks because they make their burrows in sand banks. So a lot of birds will nest, but these guys like sort of burrowing owls will dig out their, their homes in the ground and they have a cool adaptation where they dig theirs in like a specific feat of engineering where they make their tunnels sloped upward in the bank. And like scientists can't for sure ever know the actual reason they do that. They can't know what's going on in the animal's brains. But the speculation is that that's actually helpful because it prevents rainwater from pooling in a harmful way. And if there's ever like a, like a crazy flood where like water rushes in really fast, the downward slope will create an air pocket in the final like you know nest part at the bottom that allows the chicks to survive for a little in that air until things dry up for a so little before you said it let them survive well not, not to sorry. get out but now it's like they're just hoping sorry no they did they, they, they <laughs> most likely will get out but at the very least it okay. provides them a better chance but it's sort of like when people like drink das boot you know they uh they drink the mm-hmm. boot and like there's that air bubble at the boot at the bottom so sort mm-hmm. of like that what's that do you never hear seen like people drinking the beer boot no with a bubble they're in like it. german bars yeah there's a bubble? There's like when you get to a certain part, one part of it makes the bubble, so you have to like turn the boot in a certain way so it doesn't like spray into your face and choke you. Okay. Granted, I'm getting this information from a product of your former client, Jess, Beer Fest. So maybe it's not the most accurate, the movie Beer Fest, but uh I have no idea what you're talking about. Everything in the movie Beer Fest isn't true. <laughs> Beer Fest is a broken lizard project, Jess. Oh, okay. <laughs> so not my I feel like, do you remember a lot of things right now that Justin and I remember? You're just like, you're retaining the, the information. Yeah, something's wrong with my brain. It, it traps information and then I shoot it out. And then the problem is that I remember a lot of stuff and I'm bad at explaining. So then I just confuse Jess by not properly explaining it to her and overwhelming. It's mostly like the zeroing in on a very small detail that I have you're like absolutely no base knowledge of. I don't yeah. know what beer fest is. I've never even heard of it. Well, clearly you and I weren't <laughs> friends in high school because we watched Beer Fest like 20 times. Well, there you go. Uh, it was a very bro-y movie. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've actually had, I have drinking out of Das Boot before. Whoa. Because, or drunk, drunk from. Was it at an Oktoberfest or anything? Or Yeah. So my hometown, 
lacrosse wisconsin shout out is like one of the world's largest oktoberfest celebrations outside of germany whoa we're a very german town people wear lederhosen the wisconsin way is more like you get blackout drunk and go to a parade but um there's there's also like german establishment so there's that and then there was a german bar in my in in madison where i went to college um that was called oh gosh no i can't remember it but there's like polka music and and you drink out of the boots and we broke one one time i was there with a bunch of friends and for some reason we all started chanting we will rock you (laughs) (laughs) and we're hitting the table and like clapping and we did it so hard that it shattered one of the boots because they're like big they're really big are they made of glass not plastic yeah they're like two and a half foot tall glass boots and we shattered it by chanting we will rock you and banging on the table and the owner was Jesus. so mad and he told us it was like 150 dollars or something but then we like looked it up online and someone's like i can buy you one right now for 60 he's like no i have to get mine from germany and so we all just like <laughs> we were like broke college kids and just all like yeah. threw a bunch of cash on the table i don't know it was, it was an he could replace memory. a business they can replace it who cares he's, he's fine it's yeah fine. you run a bar people are gonna break shit yeah although wisconsin people that like quiet that you know that like I don't know if you've been, either of you spent much time in the Midwest? A little bit. I went to a Culver's once. It was very good. Okay. What did you get? A butter burger? I did get a butter burger. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The mashed potatoes are also what's up at Culver's. It's like secret. You don't know that, but they're I didn't know they had mashed potatoes. Yeah, I know. I only went once, so. uh... Maybe they don't know more. They used to when I was little. Anyway, but the thing about the Midwest is that things, you know, accidents happen. That's a human behavior. (laughs) not allowed not allowed people are not forgiving they are very they are very nice to you until you mess up and then they're like it's not okay so another reason why i left (laughs) yeah i I, yeah i don't blame you it's all good it's lovely lovely state um wait so were you able to successfully do the boot without like the bubble happening or i don't remember the bubble happening okay maybe that is just from beer fest i don't know they they didn't invent some third act problem so who knows that sounds about right so one last thing about belted kingfisher nests before we leave they don't like do a lot of nest building like for the most part they kind of just like leave them uncovered like the eggs and stuff because you know it's kind of like well insulated but throughout the season as they eat more eventually like the various fish scales and bones and stuff will just like stay down there and that will actually act as insulation for the nest and keep it you know warm or cool depending on the season so house of bones house of bones house of bones that's where we live I bet Albie would love that. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, no. He would, yeah. Hansel and Gretel ass. He would love to eat a bunch of that and then yeah, diarrhea everywhere for <laughs> days. It'd be awesome. Well, hell yeah. Any other thoughts on the belted kingfisher before we move on? No, I just think they're they're really cool. They're kind of punk. I like that little mohawk. They are kind of punk. They got the little mohawk, yeah. Yeah, they're fun little guys. I love them. They're, they're as we know, my favorite. What was your favorite bird we saw today? Now that i'm thinking about it i told you i can't retain names what did we literally just talk about the, uh you like the black neck still quite a bit i did but i i think i i'm a new fan of the belted the, the belted what is it can you say it so i can say it confidently belted, belted. kingfisher yes i love the belted kingfisher oh <laughs> yeah wow i've converted you what a treat i think so yeah and you just like them because they're little punk guys? Is that the? Uh... I like them because they're punk. They like yeah. they like decorate their house with bones and have mohawks and like <laughs> they're they're kind of like 
they're tricking nature or they're outsmarting nature and yeah, yeah fair. they live on un- they're like not birds that live in trees man they live underground they live yeah. in in the ground like very counter they're literally underground you're right they're they're yeah. they're not mainstream so, so i like i like their punkness yeah i think they're my favorite. hell yeah jess what was your favorite bird we saw today i'm gonna also say belted kingfisher what you like about the belted kingfisher we don't usually see it on the river. That was fun. And this time I got a good look at it with the binoculars. That was, it was a cutie patootie. Um, yeah, he's just a cool guy. She, sorry, it was a she. Yeah, sorry, she. We've she talked about cool. this on the podcast. All birds are little guys until proven otherwise because that's just such a fun. Yeah. Little guy is not a gender term. It just means little guy. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. I agree. What about you? I'm going to, we're going to have a little trifecta here. Mine is also, once again, the belted kingfisher. There's always so fun to see. And I love them too because they're my favorite birds. So when I see them, I get super excited. But what's even better is that I always hear them before I see them. So like I'll just be doing something and then I'll hear like that. And I look up and I see it. And I'm like, what a treat. I heard the little little rattle. And then now I get to look at my favorite little guy. Such an enchanting sound. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, would you go birding again? I would. I would. I thought it was fascinating. I think I said this when we were out there. I was like, wow, there's birds all around us all the time right kind of this like wake up where you just they're there almost as props or something in this like background of your life but then when you start paying close attention you might be hearing i don't know if you're hearing my dog snoring yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like who's like this a ghost wheezing i'm sorry i was gonna say it sounds like a murderer breathing in our (laughs) earphones for a second (laughs) it's lb i mean i don't know if you could like for whoever's watching i can show you my son, he just passed out. Oh, yeah. In the sun. In, yeah, sort of. It's a little overcast, but he's just he just snores. <laughs> he just breathes really heavily. So. Oh. Sorry. If y'all, no, for it. everyone no, listening, okay. if you hear the haunting, gasping breath in the background, <laughs> it's my ten-year-old dog Albie, and he's okay. He's just yeah. sleeping very heavily. He's oh, just yeah. napping. <laughs> um, but yeah, great. So you would go birding again? Hell yeah. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. It made me pay attention to my surroundings a little bit more. And then it's like, as soon as you focus on one thing, like everything sort of comes to life around you and you're like, whoa. <laughs> right. Nature's, nature is around us. Today too was kind of atypical because we saw a lot more than we typically see on the river. It was pretty active, which was really cool. Not that the river's ever like dead, but usually we just see like mostly egrets and herons and shit. So it's cool how many different species we got to see. Like within like the first five minutes, it probably took us like 10 minutes to make it past our first stop. Because every time we'd stop, there was another little guy that just popped up because walk right out we see a vulture oh here comes the egret oh there's the belted kingfisher again oh there's a stilt weirdly in this one spot where there's not usually stilts so it's just a bang 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 if you will at one point i could see three different birds in the binoculars like with just like one view it was like the turkey vulture the egret and the heron or something yeah it was crazy yeah that brings us to our next segment so jamie as we as we've discussed before you are part of an event this is episode two of oops all jays and brandon <laughs> where i accidentally um not accidentally it's a bad thing i unintentionally booked like three guests in a row whose names start with J. So I thought it'd be fun to have a little miniature event where we talk about a J species on the episode. So today we're going to be discussing, let me pull them back up, the green J. A green J. A green J. I didn't even know there were those. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. So yeah, we don't see these guys a ton because they're mostly in Mexico. In America, we typically only see them in like South Texas and like the Gulf area. Pretty dang cool if you ask me really cool like some of my favorite colors honestly yeah right he's got like that beautiful it's not like a pastel but it's like a very soft green and he's got the blue head and like that sort of like aqua turquoise tail with the yellow 
Yeah, I would call it a matcha green, which is my favorite. Oh, green. right. Yeah. Totally. Kind of. Yeah. Here they are fighting and or kissing. I'm not really sure. So he's got that, that fun little mohawk. A lot of jays, or um, there's only two North American jay species that have crests, being the stellar jay and the blue jay. This guy does have a nice little uh, little hairs on his head he can get up when he gets mad. It's kind of like a mullet. <laughs> it is like a mullet. There's a lot of punk birds today. I'm really into it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like notorious for being obnoxiously loud. So like uh, they are incredibly loud. They're constantly chirping. We talked a little bit about how like Stellar's Jays last week are just like constantly commenting on stuff around them. And sort of in a similar way, Green Jays will just not ever shut the fuck up. Like there's always like chirping and chirping, except... They do get, they do according, the, the exact words on the website are, these birds settle down and become a little quieter during breeding season, which is fun. So like when it's time to like settle down and get somebody to actually date them, they'll like calm down, like let's relax, be cool, it's a first date. It's manipulative and you should always be yourself when you're dating. <laughs> and I think that's just going to cause a lot of heartbreak later. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but. they're basically like that uh, that teen movie where the the jock gets the nerd to dress up for the date, and then it turns out that they should have just been the nerd the whole time. Um, she's all that. Sure, I, I just meant in general, but I guess no. is that is that These is that Amanda come, Bynes? Come, no, that's she's the man. Oh, okay. That's she's the man, and the, yeah, yeah, which is another great, pretty pretty great movie. Yeah, I really yeah. watched it recently. Yeah. We talked about that extensively on our tenth episode, believe it or not, with Mason Swirling. Uh, How do you part just of it recall involve... that? What? How do you have like the recall for that? Because that's like Something's the sixth time you today you've referenced a specific episode number. Yeah, episode I don't have ten. Wrong with your brain? You just have a different set of skills than the rest of. No, us. yeah, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying. No, I know. I just I I find self-deprecation comforting, not in like an unhealthy way, but like in a like colloquial like like. Do you know uh, how earlier today you said you never did therapy? I want to just <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> for, for the self-dep because not in like a bad way. Okay, wait, everyone. The context the context for this is I said I've had. He was worried about me letting him know what I needed on this thing and i said i've been in therapy for six years so i feel comfortable telling mm -hmm. him if i need something and he said i've had zero years of therapy thank so you I, and you know how comfortable yeah. he is telling him telling me he needs something zero zero percent i've gotten better i've gotten better. no you have not i've gotten better at telling you when i'm mad how's how's holding it in or resenting someone for months before it all just explodes <laughs> out of you going for you i'm doing great i uh therapy's <laughs> for cowards that's what i said Jess, Jess uh, might have some other thoughts on this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who spends more time with me? <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I, I just, I, I just, I just think it's more like you know, uh, it, it's a, it's a more like uh, casual, like it's fine. Who gives a shit? Like whatever. I'm, a, I'm a fucking idiot. A yeah, that's, it's fun. You know, it's like, a, yeah, like well, uh, I don't support that negative self talk, Judy. I think you're great, and you should learn to know that. There you go. I agree. Thank you, Jamie. Anyway, we're talking about she's the man only because <laughs> Mason <laughs> Mason was just talking about how like it's funny that the climax of that movie involves two different children exposing themselves to a crowd of people. Yeah. Cuz they're they're yeah. like what like oh. 16. <laughs> it's all so I mean the whole premise is just yeah. insane. Like it I mean it's based off of Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh story, but yeah, the the idea of like everyone's just like flashing each other to prove their gender, which is also just so not appropriate actually. There's some yeah. parts that stand up, there's some parts that don't. Like it's just like Yeah. Currently the this it would never stand because 
Yeah. 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 Just like who cares? But. <laughs> well, I think it's fun too that her solution to show that she's a girl is flashing her boobs. When I think she could have just changed her voice. Wasn't she putting on she like a guy voice the whole time? Taking the wig off. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think what she. Wait, I'm totally forgetting. No, I think she did take off all of her stuff, and she had like her oh. long hair. And everyone was still like, could be, could be a dude still. We don't know. I just saw Tarzan. You look a lot like him. I don't know. That's a. Yeah, they were like, we don't know. Prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just wanted to see boobs. That was uh, they they knew. Well, yeah, she offered it up, so in a way, it was like empowering. I'm sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Look, here are my amazing boobs that I've been. We're not slut shaming. We're we're, yeah. we're we support. Same with the uh, brother, actually. Yeah, he was also very proudly to be like, here you go. And like, whoop, yeah. pulls it down. He's like, this is my dick. And then yeah, the crap so people the- in the crowd are like, like, ooh. Yeah. Like, then once again, they are high schoolers. Yeah. So yeah. Like Sur- less- and surrounded by parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So slightly, slightly more problematic there. Also, that I'm like, what are these private high schools that seem like colleges, too? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I went to public school, so I'm just like, what is this? I thought it was yeah, college it until I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, it's supposed to be like a private school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because why wasn't the brother there, or why wasn't the guy there? He's a musician. Sebastian oh. was traveling to play his music in some festival in, in London. Right, because he's the one that does Under the Sea. What? Sebastian the Crab is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Sebastian All right, I'll go to therapy. The crab. I'll go to therapy. <laughs> you need it. Goodness, we finally got you there. There you go. Um, so back to the birds. So talking about green jays. So these guys are cool because they're corvids. So Jamie, do you know what corvids are? I do not. So corvids are a, fuck, is it a, I lose track of the different taxonomies. It's either it's a, a genus or a family. Corvid is, or corvidae. Corvidae is a family. So corvidae is a family that includes several different species and genuses. So this is where jays, crows, ravens, magpies, all these guys are corvids. And what's cool about corvids is they're known for being incredibly smart. These are incredibly intelligent birds. So um, these birds specifically are pretty dang smart. Green jays are one of the only jays who know how to use tools. So they will grab sticks and then use them to pry open like loose bark on trees and then dig in and get all the grubs and weevils and all the little bugs that are hanging out in there, which is pretty dang smart if you ask me. That's hugely smart. I'm trying to figure out how they leverage. They have to like go... Very intelligent. They have to find a stick strong enough to be able to like jam it in, pry yeah. it off. That's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it does say loose bark, so I imagine it's not like they're like prying open like you know something super duper heavy. But yeah, I but, but they still probably, without yeah. being able to like if you're jamming a stick in it, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like no, I get yeah because they're pretty birds are pretty light, so I imagine it'd be pretty difficult. But we talk about how smart they are. So they're incredibly good mimics. So um, you've seen videos, like, I don't know if you've seen the videos, of, like, crows can, like, mimic humans sometimes, which is crazy. Um, but these guys, they do something similar to what um, Stellar's Jays and Blue Jays do, which is they will mimic hawks. Um, the reason that these guys do that is because they, they will see a bird that has food that it wants. So it will mimic the sound of a hawk, and then the birds that are eating that food will fly off, and then the jay will swoop in and eat the food. Which is very J behavior. <laughs> really smart birds. Yeah. No, they're incredibly smart. They're smart and beautiful and talented. Like Miss Congeniality over here. <laughs> okay. Now that's day. a movie. Another that great, is a movie. Another great movie. 
that yeah i, I I've, hmm. I've only seen the ending and i saw it when i was a kid and i felt so bad when the person who actually won was like crying when they took the tr because it was a bomb oh don't feel that's not a feel bad she's she's a hilarious actress actually she plays that character so well you gotta watch the whole movie i really do i love sandra bullock even though they look nothing alike and do not do similar characters i confuse her in my mind with julia roberts a lot and i don't know why similar time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they were like brunette actresses in the same time period (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's fair i do that with cameron diaz and kristen dunst totally Oh, which like when you see their faces side by side, like they don't look alike. Yeah, like nothing alike. Something like about them that I also get confused. Anyway, back to the birds. So what's fun about these guys is all birds have their various uh, different, you know, courting styles to sort of attract mates. And what these guys will do each other is while they're courting, they'll preen each other by giving soft little calls. So they'll like caress each other and like pick up for bugs and they'll do like soft little like sweet little calls to one another, like a very like cuddly, which is really fun. So when they're when they're trying to court somebody, they'll do this yeah. to the one that they wanna yeah. they put an egg in or what? Yeah. This is that's how it works, right? Yeah, they'll just they'll they'll do yeah, they wanna put an egg in them. That's how it works. They whisper in their heads, I wanna put an egg in you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then so part of courtship too is they'll do courtship feeding where the males will present like food um, to the female or even like chew up food and like feed it to the female. And then females will literally initiate this by just like begging for food, which I think is fun. It's sort of like when you're like your partner's like on the couch on like a Saturday and they're like, babe, can you bring me some like chips or something? <laughs> it's funny because you said begging. So I feel like they're more like, I'm so hungry. Babe. Yeah. The- <laughs> Please. No. Like just something, babe, just, just chew it up, make it for me. Just run the store quick. Like, <laughs> just, like, like how much do you love me? <laughs> so once they mate and they have babies and stuff. So the mom will care for the fledglings until they leave the nest. But after they leave the nest, they will still hang around with their parents for a bit. So they're referred to as yearlings. So what's cool about these guys is they have these big family units. So the yearlings like won't stick around and like help raise the kids, but they'll work with the dad and patrol the area around the nest to make sure there aren't any like predators or competitors, which I think is pretty dang cool. In this economy, you got to stick around a little bit longer, you know? Right? You got to live with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're not really an adult until you're 30. You got to hang out for a little bit, live in the garage, make some money. Yeah. Just keep everyone safe. Yeah, but what's fun uh, is that they don't really do this in Texas. Like, the ones in Texas don't do this, which feels very Texas to me. It's like a Republican thing. Like, I'm not taking care of this family. I'm an adult now. I'm going to move out. <laughs> this isn't my responsibility. I take care of me. They're yeah. they're all actually just um, libertarians. Liber- libertarians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, the last one. So we talked about them using tools. So in addition to using tools, they'll also use their body as a tool by cracking open nuts with their hard beaks. So they'll just smack in their beak, crack open nuts hardcore yeah any other final thoughts on the green jay before we move on cute it's beautiful i'm inspired by the color palette everyone oh. if, if anyone's listening they should go look up a picture of a green yeah definitely green yeah jay. we're gonna have jamie back in a couple episodes and the apartment's just gonna be fully matcha green with some Literally, blue accents you don't even understand like this is like it is my favorite color i'm like whoa <laughs> green stuff i'm showing my green water bottle my green phone case yeah I've got some green shoes in the well, background Well, because Jess, Jess your favorite color is green too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, all three yeah, of us have yeah. green as our favorite color. I got my green wall. Oh, and your, your wall. Yeah. There you go. Shit. The color. There we go. Awesome. Well, that that brings... Oh, sorry, Jess, were you going to say something? Never. I'm sorry. What? Oh, no, I thought she, you were I think saying... she really, she really was. Oh, I, I thought you were saying, saying that sarcastically. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so... 
This is going to bring us to our final segment. This is a little game game. So you are a musician, and I thought that I would do something sort of bird song related. So we're playing a game called Are You a Bird or R2D2? Um, so basically, this is a game where I'm going to play a sound, and you're going to guess whether it is a bird or a creature from Star Wars. Okay. So... <laughs> Do you guys hear that? No, sorry. Are we looking? Are we listening to the like plank, the like whoop whoop guy, or is it the back? Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah. The whole sound bite. Because there's birds in the background, but then there's also like a plinking sound. The plinking is the sound you're listening for. This is really hard, actually. I think it's a bird. Are you not playing it? You gave up on playing it. Okay. Oh, I can play it again. Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. I didn't know if you're yeah. done. I, th- I also think it's a bird. Awesome. So you are both correct. That is the American bittern, which is also part of the um, Egrin and Heron, or the, the Heron family. Can't really see them that well. You can't see That's it. okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll share them later. Um, but yeah, so the American bittern. So great work, you two. Wow. All right. It sounds like a machine, though. Yeah, right? It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how it makes that noise. All right, here is our next one. This is either a bird or a creature from Star Wars. That's Star Wars. I think it's Star Wars, but only because of the background sounds around the other sound. Yeah, it sounds like guns. Uh... So that is a creature from Star Wars. It is some sort of a lizard creature who I forgot to get the name of. But yes, so that is a Star Wars creature. Okay. So good work there. Thank you. All right. So here is our next one. I'm going to say Star Wars. I'm going to say bird. We got we to gotta mix it up. Yeah, that's true. Bird. Interesting. So that is unfortunately a sound from Star Wars. That is one ah. of the creatures inhabiting Yoda Swamp in Dagobah. I so. knew that for sure. Inspired Sorry. by birds. Duh. Sorry, Jamie. It's okay. All right. Somebody had to take an owl. Yeah. Here's our that next one. That was a tricky one. That was meant to trick right? us. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really was like I could have been either. Yeah. This one I think was one of the harder the harder ones that I put together. Like the one I think we did last time was very easy. Um, so I tried to make it a little harder this time. All right, here's our next sound. Sorry if that was very loud and upsetting. That was mean. No, that's okay. Oh, you get it? Sorry. <laughs> that thing is suffering, whatever it is. <laughs> not okay. Oh, these are this is really hard mm-hmm. actually because like it's like if you spit you like start like kind of playing it in your mind yeah, yeah. you can imagine it being cause i think that one i'm gonna say star wars i'm gonna say bird that is a tauntaun from star wars the creatures yes. that luke uh... rides in the snow I believe the one that that was making that noise may have been when it was killed by a wampa. So it was like, like that sounds yeah. like it's dying. It yeah, sounds like, it sounds like it was dying. I thought it was like a goose or like a, a heron or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it could have been. There's some weird sounding birds. All right, here's another one. This one might stump you too. Oh, 
I feel like there's context clues with the background yeah, I noises. I think it's a bird. I think it's a bird because the other birds around it. I think it's a bird too. Uh, you are both correct. Yes, that is the willow grouse. So grouses are um, often referred to as prairie chickens. They're like sort of like um, chicken-like birds that hang around like planes and stuff. I think going forward, what I'm going to do is uh, edit bird sounds into these videos <laughs> and see if that'll help not throw them off. All right, here's our next one. That sounds like a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm gonna say Star Wars. Can I hear it again? Uh, yeah, let me pull it back more up. Time. Also, there's like a really loud circle. I'm gonna also say Star Wars. Yeah. You both are correct. That is a Bantha, Bantha, We're Bantha, so whatever the fuck it's called, game. from Star Wars. I think you guys are tied, right? Yeah. Okay. Do we need a tiebreaker? This one's going to be the tiebreaker, and I think it's the toughest. Okay. So this is our final one. Did you use that one last time? Nope. But I know which I know which one you're thinking of that sounds like that, but it's not that, that one. That sounds like a fun house of terror. <laughs> like it sounds like a creepy clown factory where like all of the toys <laughs> are going off all at once and are about to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is hard. Okay. Jamie, you, no, you guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. I, I'm going to say Star Wars. Okay, I'll say Bird. That is the laughing kookaburra from Australia. So it's fun that you wow. say it sounded like yeah, crazy fun out stuff because it is. It's That's why it's called that. The so kookaburra. Okay. For all of these, I went to a YouTube video and just recorded like a, um, a video on my phone. Um, this is the only one where I only recorded a quarter of the video. There was like another minute of him just making that exact noise. No Ew. breaths, just really, <laughs> it was that wild. Terror. That sounds, I don't uh what, yeah. Yeah. Australia is a place that I will visit and not live, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, that is the end of our game. So unfortunately, Jess, you were the winner. Congratulations. For, I mean, well, well I fortunately, feel, I say unfortunately because I feel bad that the guest didn't win. Is what I mean. But okay. congratulations. Okay. So we had to. It was either that or we tied. So you know, we had to. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Jess, on winning. Thank uh, you. I'll send you the check. Thank you. Um. Hell yeah. Well, that brings us to our final segment, which is plugs. So Jamie, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I I do actually. It's I don't have the exact date set yet because I'm waiting on one promotional thing to finish but i am releasing a new song next month in october after a long hiatus so 
this is great timing, very apropos timing for you to ask me on the podcast because I actually have something to release. So whoa, yay. wait. So can you tell everybody what your name is as an artist? Yeah, uh, my artist name is Lefauve, which it's L E space F A U V E. It means yeah. the beast in French. Yeah. Which I don't know that every, if everyone knows this, but I think people don't maybe get it on my profile. So my name Jamie is spelled like if you're in Southern California, it's spelled like Jaime. But yeah. if you speak French, it's spelled like Jem, which is oh, like, I love so Jem Le Fauve is like my handle, and so it means oh. I love the beast. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, and it kind of comes from like my I think of it as like some of my therapy work, where it's like you love those like darker parts of yourself and stuff. So sure, tying it back into therapy as a beautiful growing option for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. so Le Fauve is my is my artist name, and I'm yeah the the song is going to be called it's called Night Flowers, and yeah, it's coming out in October after like a really long wait. It's so hard, like I think because I do so many things and um. Yeah just like finding resources and things to just get sure. things out and uh, but it this one I've actually I finished it a while ago but I oh, nice. I was sitting on it for a long time and thought maybe I wanted to redo something on it and then I was like you know what no just like let's just put it out there I think I I get bogged down by the perfection so I yeah just so to keep exist. so that the just so our listeners can be ready for when it comes out should they follow you on Spotify should they follow you on on uh, um, Instagram what sort of the yeah, I I think I mean Instagram's where I'll definitely be like posting all the updates and Great. stuff for it. So that my handle is Jemlefauve there. So J A I M E L E F A U V E. Yeah. Probably just type in the Jamie L E and then it'll pop up or something. Yeah. But um or on Spotify, on any streaming service if you find my my artist name yeah. of um you would be able to follow for updates there so Hell yeah yeah it's i will say i do i do love jamie's music quite a bit forever summer was i think if not my top five at least my top 10 on spotify i think oh whatever year it came out or the year after it's very fun Thank very fun you. 65 oh i God. loved it yeah that's so sweet thank you i did not yeah. know it was that high up that's a you're oh yeah my top listeners that's so nice yeah i think it came out i released it in 2021 because i like, okay yeah it, like, i think it was 2022 like, no i think it was 2021 that it yeah mm-hmm, i was trying to mm-hmm. i couldn't remember if it was in my top five the year it came out or the year after but it was it might have been in 2022 because i released in like november of 21 so, oh, okay that makes sense like later in the year so yeah wow i'm flattered thank you of course yeah and then i had like two other releases in between them they're like a little bit more punk which is why i like yeah. all the punk birds but um yeah this one's like kind of different also but it's like really vibey so we'll see oh yeah i'm just a woman of many interests what can i do <laughs> <laughs> uh jesse got anything to plug no not this time <laughs> hell yeah um i'm gonna plug sila again so sila is a wonderful organization you guys should volunteer for it's our neighborhood homelessness coalition where you can help volunteer with your own house neighbors um at our saturday supper program where we provide food, clothing, showers, um, potentially some legal advice or some help with like DMV vouchers, taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Come by, help our neighbors. They'll, you know, they'll give them coffee, we'll let them watch a movie, bring some food. It's a lot of fun. And you get to connect with the unhoused people in your community. Um, so check that out for our Saturday supper program or um, any of our Tuesday, Wednesday events um, in other neighborhoods and stuff. So just check out SelaNHC.org and see if there's a convenient place to volunteer near you. Um, and then also I'm going to plug this podcast. So again, um share us with your friends share our instagram uh share clips from our videos or from our episodes whatever you want to do so again 
Right now, we are at 29 Spotify followers, which means that we are 171 followers away from my special topless episode, where I will record an entire episode topless once we hit 200 followers. So please follow us on Spotify. My farmer's tan, as I've said, is getting worse every day. So I'm begging you all, please share us with your friends, post about us on social media, follow us on Spotify. Leave a review on Spotify. Leave a little review on iTunes with a little paragraph. Uh, I tried to leave a review and I got taken down because I said, I think the hosts are both hot. And I think that was considered inappropriate language. So that was, <laughs> that was removed from iTunes. But uh, wow, so if you guys could replace hosts. that. Uh, yeah. Now you have 30 followers on Spotify. So. Yes, we did it. Sorry for peeking and screaming into the mic. But uh, thank okay. you, Jamie. We've got a live follower on air. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. It's like a pledge drive. <laughs> it's like a pledge drive. <laughs> pledge drive slash strip show. It's great. Um, well, hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jamie. Um, any final thoughts before we depart? I just think everyone should jump on birding as soon as possible because <laughs> as we saw while we were out there, we were out in the field today, there was an entire group of young hip folks oh yeah. yeah bird tour we did not talk about the fact that yes we did see a bird tour that Competing was concurrent with tour. ours and uh, the host did not care much when i said hey there's a turkey vulture down there they're like okay cool and then they walked right past me <laughs> yeah but then fun. they stood right there and looked at it for like an hour yeah, yeah they see a lot longer on that they were there's there they were very slow and i think because there was like 30 of them but not to brag i do i do pretty fast bird tours so. sure uh <laughs> The most efficient bird tours. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, well, birding yeah. birding quickly taking off. So get yeah. on get on yeah. the trend while you get on the ground floor. First to, yeah, exactly. Invest in birding and Bitcoin. That's what we say. We love we love crypto on this podcast. We love Just to endorse birding. Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. Hey, you want to destroy the planet for the dumbest reason possible? What if you invested any, in cryptocurrency? We... <laughs> anyway, we should leave before we all get mad. So I'm gonna leave everybody <laughs> okay. with a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>